What you doing? I'm running out of space on my phone, so I'm deleting some stuff. Bye, singing dog. Bye, goal. I pronounce you. Bye, wedding ceremony. Stop. At Metro PCS, you get two free phones with twice as much memory. Really? Don't say bye to your memories. Switch to Metro PCS and get two free LG K20 Plus phones with 32 gigs when you switch two lines. Metro PCS. Wireless. Figured out. Coverage not available in some areas. Sales tax not included in phone price. Excludes numbers on the T-Mobile network. See store for details and terms and conditions. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast for the Carolina Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And welcome to the Locked On Panthers podcast with your host, Steve Reed from the Associated Press. And today we will get into grading the Panthers entering the bye week. The Panthers, of course, are one in five. They're off this weekend before returning to face the Arizona Cardinals at home on October 30th. But yeah, uh, it is time to grade the Panthers. And let me tell you, folks, if my kids came home with this report card, uh, there'd be hell to pay in the household. <laughs> it's not pretty. But let's get into it, uh, starting with the quarterbacks. Uh, Cam Newton, of course, has missed one game with a concussion. Outside of that, has struggled early in games, has been thrown off his back foot, has, uh, his completion percentage is not good, and um, ranks among the worst in the league in terms of quarterback, uh, uh, quarterback rating. Uh, the quarterbacks, uh, part of this is, is the turnovers. Eight turnovers. The, the Panthers are a minus eight in the takeaway giveaway battle. Minus eight. That doesn't win you many football games. Part of that is offensively, the Panthers are turning the ball over too many times. Now, the Panthers are averaging 394 yards per game on offense, which is among the top 10 in the league. They are also averaging 26.8 points per game, which is fifth in the league. So you can say that they're scoring points, but I think we all realize that a lot of those points are coming because they are in a situation where they're behind in games, they're having to score a lot, uh, they're having to throw the ball a lot. Overall, the quarterback play has not been stellar. It has not been up to par as, in terms of the bar that Cam Newton set last year. Now, he was the league's MVP last year, so he set the bar pretty high. But his numbers have not been good this season comparatively. Cam Newton, through the air, has completed this season only 57.8% of his passes. That is almost a career low. In 2012, his second year in the league, he completed 57.7. So bordering on a career low. He's thrown eight touchdown passes and six interceptions. So his eight touchdown uh, touchdown passes translates to, if you uh, were to go to the end of the season, 24 touchdown passes for the season. Now, that's well below his mark of 35 that he set last year, which was a career high. He had 35 touchdowns and 10 interceptions last year. This year, 8 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. He's been sacked 15 times. Uh, He has scored 3 touchdowns on the ground and is averaging 4.8 yards per carry running the football. But there's other things that he's not doing well. He's not getting rid of the ball quick enough. He has not been accurate with a lot of his passes. And he is, in terms of managing the game, has not been up to what he was last year. So, in terms of the quarterbacks, in particular Cam Newton, and of course Derek Anderson played one game and really struggled, had a few interceptions and was 
really struggle, so you factor that into the quarterbacks as well. I give the Panthers quarterbacks a C- minus through the first six games of the season. On to the running backs, where Jonathan Stewart emerged last week with a solid game, 85 yards rushing and two touchdowns. Uh, the Panthers' running game really hasn't been bad, folks. They're sixth in the league in rushing, 121 point. Uh, I'm sorry, 121 yards per game, uh, seven rushing touchdowns. They're averaging 4.4 yards per carry. That's that's among the league leaders. So they are doing a pretty decent job of running the football. The problem has been they don't have any big plays. They have no runs of longer than 40 yards, whereas other teams you'll see a guy break out for a long run. The Panthers lack that explosive big play guy. And Jonathan Stewart is a great between-the-tackles runner. Uh, he's a guy who can run you over. He's not going to break too many really, really long runs. Panthers need some explosiveness in that running game. But overall, the running game is not the problem. Stewart has been decent when he has played. Of course, he missed three games with a hamstring injury. Cameron Artis Payne had one good game when he filled in. But mostly it's been a by-committee sort of thing running the football. And overall, as I said, six in the league in rushing is not a bad mark. I give the running backs a B- minus through one-third of the way through the season. The wide receivers. This has been an up-and-down area. Calvin Benjamin started off like gangbusters the first two games had 199 yards receiving three touchdowns and was stellar uh benjamin has now he had a couple he had a couple game lull but now has come back and, and has played fairly well and looks like he's rounding back into form of course he's coming back from a torn acl so you got to factor that in but other guys have not really stepped up devin funches has not had a good season stepping into that starting role uh, he did have a touchdown catch and a two-point conversion last week, but up until that point has really not been a great contributor in the offense. And so that second wide receiver spot has really gone you know, unmanned. I mean, they're not throwing the ball to him. He's not getting plays open. Really, it's been Kelvin Benjamin and Greg Olson. Philly Brown, Ted Ginn Jr. Ted Ginn Jr.'s had some plays, but he's also had some drops. So the, the, the receivers in general, I don't think have been playing up to par. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin has been up and down, but outside of him, I, I just don't see anybody having stepped up and really taken the reins like they did last year. I remember Ricky Pohl on the sidelines last year screaming, yeah, our, our wide receivers aren't any good, aren't any good. Guess what? You know, he was, he was saying that, saying, okay, look at what we've done this season. We've done it with a group of, receivers that nobody thought we could have so he was boasting about those receivers but those receivers haven't done it this year they haven't gotten it done i give him a c plus for the season it can get better certainly can get better tight ends greg olson has been fantastic i mean greg olson is having a career year for the carolina Panthers. greg olson right now is averaging more than 100 yards receiving per game he's got 39 catches for 610 yards, two touchdowns. You translate that out, he's going to have more than 1,600 yards in receiving, which would blow away his all-time career high as he starts aiming towards the Hall of Fame. And I think that's where he's headed. Somehow this guy consistently gets open. He's a consistent factor. So far this season, he has had no fewer than five catches in a game. His big game, of course, coming against Tampa Bay, nine catches, 181 yards. Average 20.1 yards per catch. What other tight end does that? 
Against San Francisco, he had five catches, 122 yards, averaged 24.4 yards per catch. This year, he's averaging 15 yards per catch. He has been outstanding. Ed Dixon, his backup tight end, uh, had a touchdown catch this past week. So the tight ends overall, I think, have been the best position on the football team. I give them an A. Tough to argue with that. Greg Olson, the year he's had. Offensive line. This has been a problem all season long. Michael Orr has missed the last three games with a concussion. That has forced Mike Remmers to move over to left tackle. At right tackle, Darrell Williams has started. We're not sure when Michael Orr will be back, but it can't be soon enough because this offensive line has given up 16 sacks, which is tied for sixth most in the NFL. Some of those are on Cam Newton where he hasn't gotten rid of the ball quick enough, but Cam Newton has taken too many shots. This offensive line has not done a good job of protecting the quarterback. It's not what it was billed to be last year. I think last year the winning hit a lot of mistakes with this offensive line. Trey Turner is a good one. He's a really good one at guard. Ryan Khalil, still a professional, veteran, consistent Pro Bowl player. But outside of that, nobody's really getting it that it, getting the job done on the offensive line. Panthers are running the ball pretty well, not protecting the quarterback as well. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org slash catalyst. They're not in sync, and a lot of that not in sync comes from the offensive line. Panthers are having to keep guys in to chip on uh, defensive ends. That limits what they can do in the offense. This group needs to look at itself and really get it together if the Panthers are to make a playoff run. They're 1-5, and and they can't afford any more losses. This group in particular, on the offensive side of the ball, has been the downfall can't have any more sacks allowed you got to limit those you got to protect better you got to block better you got to work on your techniques now it'll help certainly if michael Orr gets back in the lineup that's a huge loss when you lose your left tackle but hey look at minnesota they're having a pretty good season they lost matt khalil up there uh they've lost their running back their quarterback up there and yet they're still having a winning season so injuries really aren't an excuse he's got to fill in and move on and it's not like Michael Orr is you know the top tackle in the league he was one of the you know I would say the top half of the league but wasn't like the best can't live without him left tackle so you got to move on you got to plug in and move on and you hope he comes back as soon as possible this offensive line I give it D a D this season. I might be being kind there. The only reason I give them a D is because they run the ball pretty well. Six in the league and rushing at 120 yards, uh, 121 yards per game. Over to the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, this isn't going to be pretty. The defensive line. Well, the Panthers have given up 370 yards per game, which is 21st in the NFL. This is normally a top 10 defense. Not this year. 370 yards per game. They're giving up 89 yards on the ground, which is not bad. 
which is actually pretty good, folks. They're only allowing 3.3 yards per carry. So those two numbers in itself are really good. The problem has been the lack of a pass rush, and we've talked about it repeatedly this season. Panthers can't seem to get to the quarterback. They have 12 sacks, only half coming from their defensive line. So they need to find a way to get some pressure on the quarterback. It hasn't happened. Charles Johnson, Coney Ealy have combined for a half sack. Not even one sack, a half sack this season. The team brought in Wes Horton. They've uh, replaced uh, LeVar Edwards with Wes Horton. So you're back to the same, uh, essentially the same lineup uh, outside of not having Jared Allen last year at defensive end. There's Coney Ely, Charles Johnson, Wes Horton, Mario Addison. Those guys got to find a way to generate a pass rush, and they got to find a way to get it done sooner. The season's over. Ron Rivera said this week the most disappointing aspect of this football team is the lack of a pass rush. Completely agree with him. You can blame the cornerbacks too, but you know I, I don't think that's uh, I think that's more on uh, the front office. The defensive line has not done its job at all. They have not gotten to the quarterback. They need to start making plays, forcing turnovers, and and disrupting plays and not allowing quarterbacks to sit back there and pick them apart. Granted, a lot of it's three- and five-step drops where they don't have a chance to, uh, to get to the quarterback. Well, they need to get their hands up and disrupt plays that way. Again, Panthers are allowing 282 yards per game through the air. That's in the bottom 10 in the league, and they've allowed 13 passing touchdowns. Part of that is the defensive line's lack of a pass rush. I give the defensive line a D this season through six games. And again, the only reason that's not worse is they've done pretty well against the run. 3.3 yards, holding the opponents to 3.3 yards per carry is pretty darn good in less than 100 yards per game. The run defense has been really solid. The linebackers, you have two of the best in the league, and Luke Keekley and Thomas Davis, and they are solid, and they are professional, and they are great players, but they have been pressing. There's no doubt about it. And that's not a – it's just what happens when you have great competitors on the field who you want to make plays, and they want to make plays, and they want to win, but they're trying to make up for the shortcomings of other players. So you haven't seen as many big plays from Luke Keekley or Thomas Davis. You've seen them getting burned on occasion because they're trying to help out with doing other things, trying to do too much. But they need to stay in their gaps, stay in their assignments, and allow other players to, to do what they can do. You're never helping the team when you're going out of position. Overall, I give this group of linebackers a C plus because this is still a very good group, and they make plays. But they're missing out on some plays. And they could be better and help carry this football team by just trusting trusting the team. And it's hard to do when your secondary is just getting beat. It's hard to trust them. But we'll find out if they're if they're if if Thomas Davis and Luke Kiku can kind of put this team on their shoulders here moving forward. Uh defensively. Cornerback, safeties, the secondary. Listen, I'm just gonna come out with it. They get an F. They get an F. This group has been bad. Again, 13 passing touchdowns. They cannot find any answers at safeties. This is partly a, a management problem. 
with the decision not to bring back Josh Norman, with Charles Tillman retiring, they didn't really fill those positions except with rookies. And you're going to have growing pains when you have rookies, and that's what it's been. It's been growing pains. Big plays. Panthers have given up eight plays of 40 or more yards through the air. Eight plays, 40 or more yards, including a couple really long touchdown passes. Brandon Cook's 87-yard pass uh, touchdown catch from Drew Brees this past week. Look at the games the Panthers have given up. The two highest single-game totals this in, in franchise history, 22 years. Matt Ryan throws for 503 and four touchdowns. Drew Brees throws for 465 and four touchdowns. Embarrassing numbers. The secondary, I don't even know where to get into. I don't even know who's starting anymore. You know, they, they hope to have Brad Barry back. They hope to have Robert McClain back. They hope to get Leonard Johnson, who's a nickelback, who's been injured the whole season with the, uh, with the come, recovering from Achilles injury. They hope to have all of those guys back after the break. That could help. But Zach Sanchez is not NFL ready yet. We, show, we saw that last week. Darrell Worley, I'm not quite sure he is either. Those are two of the other rookies outside of uh, James Bradbury. So those guys, that secondary has struggled. Trey Boston has not gotten it done at safety. They've used Michael Griffin some. Boston actually played, started all of la- uh, all last game, and look what happened, 465 yards, four touchdowns. So that experiment's just not working out. They miss Roman Harper back there, a veteran presence. But something has to be done in, in the secondary. Obviously, three- and five-step drops is what teams are doing. They're going after the cornerbacks. Cornerbacks got to press coverage. They need to cover tighter. They need to get up in the face of opposing wide receivers and disrupt the pass patterns, and that hasn't happened. This secondary is the worst secondary I have seen in 22 years I've been covering the Carolina Panthers. It's abysmal. It's awful. It's terrible. Outside of Kirk Coleman, who's a good player, there's nothing there. And the whole season hinges on whether or not these guys can finally start putting it together. Maybe with some injury, uh, guys coming back from injuries, James Bradbury in particular, uh, Robert McClain get back from a hamstring injury, missed the last game. Maybe they can kind of piece something together. The defensive line and the cornerbacks go hand-in-hand. I realize that fully. It's a mutual problem. But this this secondary has been awful, and I give them an F. Hard to argue with that one, I think. Hard to argue. On to the special teams. Kickers, Graham Gano, Andy Lee. I really like Andy Lee and how he punts the ball. However, Graham Gano has really struggled. Missed a, a game winner against Denver. Long one. Missed a field goal against Tampa Bay that would have gave Carolina the lead. Missed a huge extra point this past week against the Saints, which dropped them behind by, or kept them behind by one point. Could have tied the game. Uh, Panthers did end up coming back and tie it, so it didn't necessarily hurt them, but it changes the dynamic of the game when you miss a kick like that. Puts pressure on your teammates. Graham Gano needs to start making clutch kicks, and he hasn't. Andy Lee, solid punter. Uh, attends to outkick his coverage just a little bit, but I think that's more the coverage unit uh, not doing its job. So overall, the kickers, I give a D to in large part because of Graham Gano's uh, key misses this season. If he makes that kick against the Broncos this season, I, I, I'm, I'm certain it takes a completely different turn if they win that game. 
Instead, it's taking a downhill turn. The special teams overall has not been good. Two fumbles, uh, the Ted Gunn fumble on the goal line, and then the one where he was trying to catch the ball and got ran into. Two key fumbles. Uh, that's been bad. Two big returns the coverage team has allowed, including one for a touchdown against the Vikings. And no big returns for the Panthers. They've got no plays out of their special teams return units. So that's an F. I give the special teams overall an F. Bruce DeHaven used to do a great job. Of course, he's just an advisor at this point. And uh, right now, they're not getting it done on special teams. Overall, the Panthers are a minus eight in turnovers. That's a huge stat. They've struggled on defense, and offensively they've struggled with consistency and getting out of the box quicker. If the Panthers can get some leads, I'm pretty sure this defense is going to look a whole lot different. Where they're pinning their ears back, they're going after the quarterback, everything sort of changes. you got to get some leads, though. you got to come out and, 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 and be a little faster out of the box. So that's where we are, six games into the season. We head into the bye week. The Panthers are off. <clears throat> Excuse me, they're off all week. They return to practice on Monday, and at that point, they will start preparing for the Arizona Cardinals. But that is my bi-week breakdown of grades. Uh, give me If you don't agree with them, email me at LockedOnPanthers at gmail.com. You may think they're worse. You may think they're better. But uh, don't be afraid to drop me a note, and I hope you enjoyed this edition of Lockdown Panthers. We will talk to you again on Friday. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.